an ironic media production. Visit us at ironickmedia.com. All right, so today I have Amy Ronick on the podcast, and we are talking about all things related to authenticity. Amy and I share our personal experiences, as well as the things that we've learned along the way on how to live an authentic life. I also check in with Spirit to see what they had to say about us living an authentic life. You won't want to miss it. So without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to the Affiliate Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Stark. In this podcast, I'll be sharing messages of hope, healing, and transformation. I'll teach you how to shift your mindset, conquer your fears, and become the best version of you. You'll get to witness healings as well as hear from my mentors, teachers, and about the extraordinary journey I've been on for the last 14 years. My connection with energy is so strong and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's get started. Hi, Amy. Hi, Amy. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. I am excited about today's topic. Me too. I've been thinking about it a lot. Yeah, me too. So it's interesting because it came to me when I was sitting after doing a really awesome podcast where this woman was just like asking me a ton of questions about my journey. And the more that I reflect on my journey, the more that I am just so incredibly proud, first of all, that I can just talk about it freely. But also so much joy was felt in reviewing what I had talked to her about because I was like, I have so much freedom. So in the podcast, I refer to this quote, that's one of my favorite quotes, and it says, once you ruin your reputation, you can live quite freely. And of course, it's anonymous, so I don't know really who said it, but um, it's an awesome quote because like, I truly feel like I ruined whatever anybody thought of me, even what I thought of me or I should be. Now I just live from my place of freedom, like, you know, of being who I authentically am. And when you think of authenticity, what do you think of? I mean, it's funny. We talked about this freedom. I said that word when we talked about it earlier. I mean, I think it's freedom to be who I am and to do what I want to do and not care about anything else, just to be who I am. And that's exciting and happy to me. Yeah. It brings up that joy to me. Certainly easier said than done. It's been a process and I, I still am working on it every day just to be who I truly am and do what makes me happy and not think about everybody else and what they think and how scary it is or whatever it else it is. Right. And you know, it just made me think of when we were working in the beginning on your health, mm-hmm. that was one of the things we dealt with, right? Was like right. you living for other people's expectations. Right. That was, I think, a lot of what probably went into making me sick is to feeling like I had to be something that maybe I wasn't or didn't know how to be, maybe just looking at other people and emulating this is how you're supposed to be, or this is how you're supposed to act, or this is what you're, you've been raised to do. And I think it's just really just letting all that go, taking everything piece by piece, looking at every single thing that comes my way and evaluating it and saying, does this serve me? Does this feel right for me? And then acting from that. Totally. Great. You've taught me that. <laughs> yeah, we did a, we've done a lot of work on this. And I finally feel like I am much freer and I don't worry about like, I'm a silly person. 
I'm just silly. I dance ridiculous. My kids are like, mom, what are you doing? I just feel it. And I just do what makes me happy. And especially in my house, I don't give a shit what other people think or judging me. But I'm, I, I think I brought that out because I, I started realizing that there's other people in my life that are the similar to me. I mean, Mark's silly. Mark can be a child and be silly too. And, and I like hanging on to that inner child of myself. And so mm. I think think that I was like kind of being silly or ridiculous. I'm 40 some years old. Why should I act like that? But then I started seeing my friends or people that I become friends with and I'm like, they're like that too. And they act like that too. And there's no normal. It's just let me be who I am. Right. So I try and just let it go. But I mean, even people get so caught up, I think, in like, how do I look? Does my outfit make me look good? You know, I want to look good for other people. I want to, you know, I think people put so much thought into pleasing other people or being somebody that they think they should be. And that's what makes you judge and feel insecure and sad or guilt or whatever those feelings are that I think I, I felt from all those years of trying to just be what I thought I was supposed to be. Right. So ego really plays into keeping us from authentically being ourselves. Ego is like, I want people to think I'm the best or I look really pretty or whatever, you know, ego mm -hmm. can get away from us being really ourselves. And uh, Wayne Dyer says, ego is edging God out. <laughs> and really God is the, it was, is within us. We're part of the whole field of the universe. And, you know, whether you believe that's God or not, that's up to you, but we are connected to that. And so I believe that there is a divinity within all of us so that by God, you know, divinity, who we truly authentically are, we're edging that out when we are in our ego. We're trying to perform for other people. And it's interesting, you know, I sat down and I was really trying to like pick apart my feelings around authenticity for the podcast. So I was like, let me find the definition of authenticity, right? The definition of authenticity includes being genuine, not false or copied, genuine, real, representing one's true nature or beliefs, true to oneself and trustworthy, which I thought was really cool. Mm -hmm. So I think all those are things that resonate with us, right? Like Absolutely. we want that, like we want to be genuine and real and not be copied. You know, it's actually funny. The other night I was tucking Aiden in and I said, something about soul. And I can't remember that. I was like, Oh, do you know what soul means? And he's like, yeah, that's what makes me different from everyone else. And I was like, Oh, nice. So smart. He really has, this is really special. He like, comes up with some real cool things. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, wow. Um, true. I mean, that's, it's true. Yeah. And so the way I see people is that everyone is unique and has this light in them. And they are, I truly believe we're all on these missions. Some of us have really grandiose missions, you know, where we're trying to help a lot of people. Some people have other missions where they're just here to be authentically themselves as true as possible to that. And it doesn't mean one or the other in either case. But I think that we all have a mission and we all have something we want to accomplish, whether it's to heal karma, learn something major or not. And when we steer away from those things, that's when we start to feel discomfort. So I talked to Spirit about this. They said some interesting things about that discomfort. So we'll talk okay. about that. That was yeah. really cool. I was like, ooh, very good point. <laughs> Is that what you, what you channeled? Yeah, I channeled uh, a little bit of information from them. They have a lot to say about it, obviously, because, yeah. you know, they also believe that we have this light in us and we're here to do something on this planet. And I asked them, I, I flat out, which is something that I've been really thinking for a long time, is that almost like being on earth is like a game of how authentic you can get. 
how truly authentic can you be? And the more authentic you are, that's it. That's the goal. <laughs> like like the that more is more authentic you are, the better off you'll be in your next life. <laughs> I mean, what is it like? Well, I, they weren't really saying that. I mean, I guess that would be true or could be true, but I think they that's they were just saying like the goal of being here is to be authentic. Okay. Yeah, as much yeah. as possible, the as close. And best yeah. Life. Yeah. Life. I like that. Uh, yeah. So I'll read about that in a minute. What I channeled. So I, one of the questions I was thinking about is like, how do we know we're not being authentic? And I believe the best way to figure out that is by checking in with our emotions. Like, how are we feeling in a particular moment? <laughs> That's why we think being authentic is discomfort or it, it equals discomfort because a lot of times we are not being authentic. <laughs> so we have this feeling like if I'm authentic, it's going to be uncomfortable. But true authenticity feels wonderful. It's about paying attention to all the things that you're doing that's not authentic. So why aren't people authentic? I think that they're not checking in with their heart chakra. I feel like they're not following their internal guidance system. We've talked about this before, you know, with our heart or our gut being like our GPS, you know, and if you put in a destination on your GPS and then the lady says recalculating, like that's the same as like if we were to like start to reassess like our feelings and be like recalculating, like, is this really something that I is this in alignment with me? You know, should I turn around and go back or should I just be like, fuck it, I'm going to figure it out from here. You know, and a lot of times we go, fuck it, I'm going to figure out from here. I'm going to figure out from here. I'm going to figure out from here. And we just keep recalculating and get off our path. That's really how I feel. A lot of people who are struggling, that's what they're doing is they're ignoring their body and they're ignoring how it feels. Because when we tell ourselves, I'm not pretty, or I'm not good enough, or I am not a good mother, or I don't, I'm not enough, it feels terrible. And, and spirit is like, you are enough. You know, you are beautiful. You are light. You are part of God. And it's so sad because we don't listen to that internal guidance. We don't catch ourselves on those thoughts and feelings. So if somebody says something that's not authentic, and they say it and it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel right for them. That's what you bring up, right? You're like looking to see what doesn't make you feel right and right. and then kind of adjusting from there. So that's how you notice it. Right. So here's the thing. A lot of times people will say, how are you doing? Let's right. take that. Okay. And we're like, fine. <laughs> I hate that word. I know. I, yes. Yeah. I hate that word. You hate that word. That's funny. I hate the conversation of how are you? Like in casual, like it is so deep and so such an intimate conversation to have with somebody right? that it bothers me just to be like, fine, or I'm busy or something like that. Yeah. You know, I want to answer that person and say, I'm feeling a lot of joy right now, but I'm a little scared about other things. You know, like, I want to go into it. imagine though if someone you're in the grocery store and they're like, how are you? You're like, well, actually, I've got a <laughs> lot of feelings right now going on in my, in my head. <laughs> Yeah, and body. But then I also have, maybe like, I was just saying that. I didn't yeah. really want to know how you are. Lady, I'm but just I, checking your groceries out. <laughs> yeah, but I, my therapist would say that. He'd be like, how are you? And I'm like, I'm good. He'd be like, that's not what I want to know. Right, especially <laughs> him. Especially him. But like, it's true. Like when you say, how are you? People are just programmed to be like, I'm good. How are you? You know, it's not really, yeah. truly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess that we're talking about an average, right? Like an average of everything going on. But I, I definitely have heard my clients and other people say, you know, I feel bad about telling people why I don't want to meet them, like for coffee or something like that, or, or saying, you know, I'm not feeling well 
And so then making up an excuse or just not even getting back to the person or right. something like that. So that's when I started thinking about the four agreements because like we always think about them. I was just going to say being impeccable with your word. Right. And another one that's in there is don't make assumptions. So like a lot of times we are making assumptions when we really shouldn't, right? That's the story that we tell ourselves. So like if somebody insults us, or actually I shouldn't say insults us, we perceive them to be insulting us. So whether it's a lack of... Um, affection that they give us, or it's a lack of praise, or they don't call us back or something like that, we start a story in our head, right? So we start making assumptions based on prior knowledge of experiences that we had either with that person or with others. So we start making these assumptions and it probably wasn't even about any of that stuff. It was probably just like that person was not feeling well, or that person forgot to get back to your text. In fact, actually just reminded me now I got to get back to a friend of mine's text. (laughs) I tried like three times yesterday and I just kept getting interrupted. And I don't think that she would be like, oh God, Amy is so mad at me or something like that. Or I said something wrong, right? Because she actually understands the four agreements. And so that's where I I really started thinking about all this stuff, probably back in like 2008 or nine, you know, just like, what story do I want to tell myself? Like, do I want to take things personally, which is another one of the four agreements, you know, do I want to say that this person not calling me back is a personal attack on me? Or do I want to just give them the benefit of the doubt and just be like, I don't know enough information. I'm going to stay curious. Oh, wow. Are you good about to yawn? I was going to, but it lost. I lost there. (laughs) Amy's moving some energy. Yeah. Like I just said to myself, I'm like, I'm just not going to take things personally because I just don't know enough. There's just not enough information. Even if I was here for a hundred years and I read all the books on the planet, like there just isn't enough information that I could have about every situation. So I I give people the benefit of the doubt. I don't take things personally and and I keep moving forward with what feels good to me because that for me will not steer me wrong. Right. I mean, I think that's, Obviously, we love all the four agreements, but not taking things personally comes up a million times in our house a day because so many people react to things and get so angry at what other people do. And you have to remember that you have the ability to change the way you react to things and how Mm -hmm. you know. And so I try and teach that to my kids all the time, but it's so important that you, when people do things that upset you or piss you off or whatever, that you have the ability. It's because you're making assumptions or you're assuming that they're thinking something that they might not be or whatever. So I think that that's something that you really have to take a look at. And if you have questions about it, go back to the person and ask them or call them up and be like, hey, you know, ask about it. Just don't make assumptions about it. Right. That's why it's so important to really take that moment, take a deep breath, turn on your parasympathetic, and then you'll start to see the information that is available to you and be like, you know what? It's probably about this or it's about that, not about me, you know? I know we went off on a little bit of a tangent, but you said something one time to me and I think it just makes sense. When someone says something or does something and it might upset you or you're just like, that's weird, it bothers you, to look at them and go, that's really sad. Like they must be going through something really hard or they must be, you know, having a hard time today or whatever it is, but it's not about me. And I Mm. I think about that all the time. Yeah. And another thing I like to say is like, that's really interesting, you know, because it keeps me in that curiosity mode of like, I I don't have all the answers. I'm not really sure why they would be saying that or doing that. And maybe they have a valid point and maybe I'm just not seeing it. So that's when I really take that step back, take a deep breath in and out. You know, it's interesting. uh, Yesterday, we had a, a situation with Aiden doing something that he wasn't supposed to do because he was with friends. And 
obviously was very disappointing for me and Fen and the mom that was watching them. It was because he was talked into something. And this was the second time he had been talked into something. So these people, these kids are a little bit older than him. So I said to him, I said, listen, you know, what's going on? Like, why are you doing these things when you know you're not supposed to be? And he was like, I forgot what I was supposed to say, mom. Like I forgot because we had come up after the first incident with some things that he could say, like, I have to go home for, I said, first you say no. And then if you feel uncomfortable saying that, say, I have to go home. I forgot I had to go home. So he goes, mom, I forgot. And so I could tell that he was trying to tell me that his body had been hijacked. Like he was saying, my body felt, in fact, he used those words. My body felt like they wouldn't be my friend anymore. And of course that was hijacking his body. His nervous system was going to sympathetic nervous system, fight or flight. So he couldn't remember what we had discussed, right? So I didn't hold it against him. You know, I wasn't like, Aiden, you should have known and, you know, screamed at him. I was just like, listen, we need to have another talk about friends and what we do with friends. And if a friend doesn't want to be your friend after trying to convince you to do something that you're not supposed to, it's probably not a good friend, right? right. And so he, he heard all that and he felt really terrible about it. And it really stuck with me how he was like, I felt it in my body. It made me think that we really need to be teaching kids and even adults to listen more carefully to their body. You know, our body is this amazing system that is taking in information and can react to it unconsciously if there's similar trauma there, right? We have the opportunity to change our reaction to the world. We want to, uh, what's the word that Spirit said? Oh, we want to respond to the outside world, not react to it. We want to respond from our own authenticity rather than reacting quickly and not being authentic. And it's interesting because I was hearing Brene Brown talk about emotions and she said, most adults only are aware of three emotions, three out of 27. Wow. Yeah. I I was kind of surprised. Sad. (laughs) Yeah, right. Happy, sad, and pissed off. Those were the three emotions that they were familiar with. So if we are, you know, like if we have children and they're not aware of their emotions and then they grow up to be adults, they're missing a whole spectrum of understanding of what's going on in their body. And so if we have this internal GPS, you know, where it can help us find our path, get aligned with what we really want we need to be able to understand the input. Like we need to understand how we're feeling and then go from there. So anyway, it was just interesting thinking about the fact that most adults don't have understandings about emotions. And then my kid is telling me, well, this is was what I was feeling in my body. And he often says these things like, this is what's going on in my body. I really like that he refers to it that way. It's like really cool. Just, I don't know. No, I don't think that's something that I would ever have said ever. <laughs> I don't think I say that now. You know what I mean? Like there's something weird going on my body. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think that's very intuitive and just, he understands, he really understands his body and how he feels and when something doesn't feel right. Right. And I think that, you know, he was getting a little confused in terms of, he was like, I could feel in my body that they weren't going to be my friend anymore. But I think what he was feeling was fear Mm -hmm. and not necessarily that they wouldn't be his friend. Right. So we- kids go through that. I mean, mm-hmm. that's like a, how many times did you go through that as a kid when you felt like you were, you know, being pressured to doing something and you felt like you had to go along with it because you wanted to be cool or in the group or, I mean. Right. So I was funny. I told him, I said, you know, that's called uh, peer pressure. You know, your peers were trying to get you to do something. And I said, I've, I've been under peer pressure before. And he was like, 
you have. Like his eyes lit up, his face changed. Like he was really happy to hear that somebody else had gone through it and made a, you know, an incorrect choice or a a bad choice. Right. But he, he kept apologizing for it. And, and really he wasn't in his authentic self when he was with them. Right. He was trying to meet their expectations. And so I think what right now I'll do is I'll, I'll read what spirit said about all this. Right. Yeah, because I want to hear what your advice would be to when he's in this situation, like what to do to be your authentic self. Like, how do you be your mom? right? Unfortunately, you know, when I told him, like, tell them that you need to go home right away. That's not really authentic. But he's still six. You know, he was right. he's trying yeah. to handle right. the peer pressure, and you know, ultimately, we want to help him build up his self confidence so he can just say, no, that's that makes right. me uncomfortable. That's actually a really good piece of advice that I remember somebody told me to tell my kids when they're in situations is to have them be prepared with something that they can say to get them out of those situations like drugs, drinking, you know, vaping, right. whatever it is, is like, oh, have like, oh, I'm allergic to that or I have asthma or something like that. So you mm-hmm. your kids are prepared to say and they, they don't get anxiety about it because they know exactly what they're supposed to say. Yeah, it's interesting because the first incident wasn't really a punishment for him. Like it was his friend that did it. And he was like, I'm not sure what my friend's doing. And but then he figured it out. And then he was like, well, we're already in trouble. So we're going to keep playing this game. It was basically over a game. The funny thing is, is that once he found out his friend got in trouble, he's like, I should have been a better friend. And I was like, wow, like that was a good leap for him, you know, to like yeah. realize that he sh- he was feeling empathy and sadness for his friend because his friend lost his ability to play. I think you're doing well. I think Thank you. you. So, yes, I was interested to hear what um what spirit said. Yeah. All right. So here we go. Um, now I'm terrible at reading my own writing because when I write from spirit, it's not really not that neat. Writing. Yeah. Well, it's not in my writing either, but, or my voice, I should say, but it's a little messy. So let me try Got to it. get this right. Okay. So they said people fail to be in alignment when they are reacting from their spirit rather than creating from their spirit. You see, we all have an innate intelligence around authenticity. We all strive to be authentic to some degree. We fall short when we are meeting other people's expectations of us. We feel the need to please them and so forget to please ourselves. We unjustly deny our ability to create by matching into what they want us to create. It is when we are not creating that we fall short of our authenticity. Many of you, meaning humans, have described being authentic as painful. True authenticity is not painful. How could it be? It is you, the light, the energy, the beauty. You're here to express you and no one else. You are divinely you. Do not try to fit in others' boxes. They will not fit. Specifically create your box, your truth. Do that by navigating your path through your heart center. Use your heart center to help you gravitate towards meaningful choices ones that are aligned with you. You are a divine being created by the creator here to create a magnificent and loyal life to you. Checking in with yourself often will lead you to an authentic life. So really what they were saying there is just that the more we just keep checking in with our heart, it's just like that GPS thing where you're just constantly checking in with the directions and that's really within your heart, you know, checking how you feel. And then all of a sudden, if you keep doing that, you'll create an authentic life. Okay. So if you're checking in and it feels right, it feels good. Keep yeah. Going. Keep going. Right. Good. And if it doesn't, that's the recalculating. That's the one you want to like reassess and be like, uh oh, I might have gone off a little bit. Let me keep Probably going. Probably not being authentic to myself. That's why it doesn't feel right. 
Yeah. And so I said to Spirit, I said, are we just here to be as authentic as possible? And they said, you've got it, Amy. That is the, (laughs) yes, they said, Amy, Um, (laughs) that is the divine path and the fullest expression of you. Well done. So that's what they said. I love that. Can you send that to me? I want, I think we should type that up. I love it. Probably should. Yeah. And then um, I said, so that's all we're trying to achieve. And they said, yes, it's like that, you know, we need to be beat over the head with this. Right. Right. Um, Oh, and then they said, when you are authentic, you're creating a life of purpose, joy, and happiness. And so then I challenged them and I said, but we're not always in purpose, joy, and happiness. And they said, then you are not creating authentically. You are limiting yourself and your capacity for more. Boom, done. They make it seem so easy, right? Right. <laughs> but it really is. Like, it makes sense. It does make sense because, right, aren't we supposed to, if you're authentic, then you're really being who you are and you're living your purpose. And you're right. going to be happy. Right. When we're making our choices, we want to feel good, right? Like we want to feel good. And I think that if let's say somebody says to me, Amy, come have coffee and I'm not feeling well, I want to have enough respect for my body to say, I'm not feeling well and that's okay. Right. And I think that because nobody's given a manual about their body or about life, you know, that we're allowed to have these ups and downs. And I always assume that the other person wasn't given a manual because probably they weren't. And so they are also have suffered and they understand suffering and they understand not being their best or whatever. And so I feel comfortable saying to them, I'm not feeling great today. And this has basically nothing to do with you, but I'd love to reschedule for another time. You know, I don't, yeah. And that leaves me feeling authentic. I feel like I'm respecting my body and not pushing it. Right. You know, so many times we will we'll go for coffee and hate it and be like such a lower vibration. Right. You know, getting that coffee with somebody else when we really should have just from the beginning not wasted anybody's time and just right. done what felt right. 100%. Yeah. I think there's not enough permission for other people to be themselves and make choices that are in alignment with them. Like, what if I always did that and you always did that? you know, we actually do that. We are always (laughs) giving each other permission to be who we are. But like if everybody did that, like if everybody was saying that kind of stuff. Right. Because people are so worried about upsetting people or feeling judged or feeling guilty, you know, about not doing the things that they've committed to or been asked to do. And it just doesn't feel right to them at the moment. I had to go through that a lot when I was suffering with my chronic illness. I wasn't feeling well a lot and I had to bail a lot on people. But then sometimes I would use that as an excuse. If I didn't want to do something, I would use that as an excuse as well and say, I don't feel good. My stomach hurts because I didn't want to be truthful and say, no, I don't want to do that. Right. (laughs) But then the feedback, sorry, I just want to stop you right there. The feedback at your fifth chakra is, it will block it. It it feels terrible because it's the self-talk to yourself. You're lying to yourself and you know it. Whether or not the other person realizes that you're lying, you know you're lying and that's all that matters. Awful. And so once I read the four agreements and being impeccable with your word, I said, I'm not a big liar, but I've definitely served my, you know, white lies of, you know, things that work won't hurt anybody. And I'll just, you know, say, for example, I don't feel well, I can't meet you today. And it didn't feel right. So when I read the four agreements, I said, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm, I'm just going to speak my truth. If I, I don't have to give them the whole truth, but I can say today doesn't work. Can we do it another day? I really want to see you, whatever it is. But I think that it just made me feel better because I felt like I was being honest with myself, honest with the people I was talking to. I didn't have the guilt. I didn't feel bad about it. 
And think about how much more present you are when you do make those appointments with people and you are able to be there, right? Like that's my favorite is when I'm with somebody who is totally authentic and present. Like people who are on their phone when they're hanging out, I can't even understand it. I'm like, what's the point? Right. You're not present with me right now. There's no way that you can be. You can't be doing two things at one time. Right. As much as we want to. Right. And it feels, it feels good when you're with people that you feel like they want to be with you and right. whole attention. Yeah. I also have to say that I downloaded a definition for our true authentic self. Okay. So here it goes. On the podcast, we've talked about two states before. So like you're either in the parasympathetic or the sympathetic state. We're either in love or hate. We're either in growth or decay, expansion or contraction. There's basically one or two modes that we can be in. One of two modes, actually, I should say, that we can be in. And so anyways, I'm going to read the definition that I downloaded. So true authenticity is a state of being in full alignment with who you are, what you want to accomplish and become. So I'm going to break that apart. So it says true authenticity is a state. So we want to think about what are the two states, probably talking about parasympathetic. That's the one of expansion. That's one of love, growth, a state of being in full alignment, which is obvious, you know, full alignment. We know what that means with who you are. So who we are is a being of light, a being on a mission, a soul with a body. I believe that we want to be acting from our truth and not our trauma. So we want to release our trauma so that more of our truth can fill in. And then we keep acting from there. Okay. So I'm going to read it from the beginning again so you can get the next line. So true authenticity is a state of being in full alignment with who you are, what you want to accomplish. So what are our goals? Setting boundaries, saying no. That is so huge for being authentic, right? We can't, if we want to be authentic, we can't say yes to everything. We can't be what everybody wants us to be. We can't do what everybody wants us to do. We have to learn how to say no. So we have to have boundaries if we want to be authentic. And a lot of people are, they want to help other people. They want to please other people and they forget about themselves and what they want. Yeah. And I find a lot of 40 year old, 50 year old women who are like, what the fuck just happened the last 40 years or 50 Mm -hmm. years? Yeah. And then getting in full alignment with what we want to become. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about this on the podcast, the entanglement with the future, being the fullest expression of who we are is going to help bring in those experiences. We just become this really strong magnet, this like being of light that is unstoppable and just keeping with aligning with that future self and entangling with that future reality. Yeah. So we're working on. <laughs> yeah. I have to say that when I came out of the closet, you know, back in when I was 22, that was probably my first big round of like, let's be authentic. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was tough, you know, and it was, it was really tough to tell people, you know, that this is where I stand. I, and I wasn't even sure where I stood, right? Like I was like, here are some labels that people have attributed to me and I fall in maybe one of them. But I really don't know enough about me, but I think it's time for me to tell you that it's not what you think it is, right? Mm -hmm. Isn't that crazy that I had to tell people, hey, I'm not heterosexual. Like you didn't have to go up and be like, hey, I'm heterosexual. (laughs) People assume you're heterosexual unless you're not. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, I love Will and Grace because they just always, you know, (laughs) put all that stuff on its head. Um, But anyway, so, and the thing, when I look back, 
I was in so much turmoil around coming out. I really was. And it wasn't even a big deal in, in the end. And I really wish that I had not waited so long. And by the time I told my family, how old were you when you came out? I was, I was 22. And so, and everyone in my family, thankfully was very open and accepting of who I was and what I wanted. They were just like, as long as you're happy. And I was like, Oh, okay. And actually my sisters were upset that I hadn't told them. Right. So it was interesting because, you know, there I was in so much turmoil trying to dim my light. And then I finally shone my light and it was fine. And then again, when I, all my gifts started opening up, I kept it under wraps. Like I, it was kind of all word of mouth. In fact, my business, much of my career has been word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to say, you know, hey, I'm a medium, a psychic, a healer, you know, all the kind of stuff that I can do. First, it was like my website, you know, that was my first coming out of that. And then it was like social media and blogs and then the podcast, you know, essentially, or I did a lot of speaking engagements and then now the podcast. So every single step that I've taken towards being this brighter light has felt awesome. Like it was so hard to contain that light. It was so hard to try to fit what other people wanted. And now I'm just like, they don't like me. They don't like me. Right. Who cares? Yeah. Anybody else. We only I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So every time you did it, like when you came out, how did you feel after you came out? I mean, was it like, I was like oh my what? God, yeah. on cloud nine? Or were yeah, you like- I really was. I was like, oh my God, that is so much easier. Brilliant. Life, it, yeah, it was like a huge weight was taken off of me. Yeah. And looking back at the timeline, you know, I can see my light got brighter. Right. And I was very fortunate and I do not take it for granted that my family is very accepting and loving about it. I feel really lucky about that. Yeah. That reminds me of, you know, I struggled for, you know, this is obviously we're all putting our lives out there on this podcast, but I'm more or less an open book. I'm trying to be authentic and not worry about what other people think. But I was married for 12 years. And when I realized that I wasn't really that happy with my life, myself, whatever it was, and I started going to therapy, I really had to dig deep to really be authentic and to really say the things that were really hard to say to my husband at the time and my family. And it took me three years to dig deep to be able to be authentic and to say those things that I didn't want to hurt. I didn't want to hurt anybody. I didn't want to upset anybody. I'm an empath. And it took really really long time to have this to get the strength to be authentic and to speak my truth and once i did it felt like as sad as it was it felt so freeing i felt like a i had a piano on my back that like mm. was taken off i mean i was just such a light load after that so i as hard as it was it is so worth it yeah and that was the start of it i mean that was the start of like if i can do that and i can you know be a single mom and i can you know live my life and do all these things it proved that this is worth it. I can speak my truth. I can be authentic and I can be happy. And I am happy because of those reasons. I think that was my kind of dark night. Yeah. It feels like you're wrestling a beast, right? Like all your energy is trying to contain that information that you're unhappy, right? That you want to be something else or have something else. And eventually it just becomes exhausting trying to hold it in. And it's also, you know, you, you look, you're on social media, everybody, you know, it's like you have this happy family that you signed up for. You signed up to have this family and have kids. And then you're kind of like saying, 
no, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe, you know, maybe I have to flip my life upside down to, it, it's scary. It's very scary, but I think that good things come out of that pain. Yeah. I believe that a lot of transformation comes when you throw what I call like these balls up in the air, like my relationship, my, where I live, my career, you know, when you're just like, well, you let go of them and then you wait to see like where you want them to fall. Like you just let go of the container that you thought that they should be in and really let them fall where it feels right. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary. I mean, there was actually, I forgot another coming out was basically when I left a job that was really super secure. I really enjoyed it. I was really happy there. But the one thing that kept gnawing at me was that I was supposed to be doing healing work full time, you know? And, and in that way, it was sort of like a calling, right? It was like, I mean, it literally was like a calling. It was like, shut up. <laughs> I'll get there. Every day. Yeah. It was like every day, multiple times a day, <laughs> leaving messages, emails, texts. Yeah. It was, it was a lot, you know, and I just was like, you know, this sounds so dumb, but I'm going to do it. I'm just going to go for it because if I don't, it's much harder to wrestle this answering machine that continues to leave messages. Sometimes the universe will not give up. Yeah, I know. Especially when it's about your purpose. I mean, because you, you know what I feel like you, first of all, align with other people who will help remind you of what your purpose is, right? They'll help redirect you. Fen is so that person for me that is there right there encouraging me and, and redirecting me when I, when I maybe falter. And then you also have the commitment to yourself. You're like, I came here to do this. If I don't do it, then I won't have succeeded in my mission, right? Right. So just let's review. If we want to be authentic, we want to check in with our feelings as much as possible. We want to continuously check in, sort of like a ping pong of like, what am I feeling in my heart? And then go to my head and then go to my heart, go to my head, you know? And if you're feeling something, respect it, honor it. And I actually have a tattoo that says, I honor the divinity that resides within me. So like, I respect that I have this innate intelligence and wisdom far beyond what I could even comprehend. And so if I'm feeling something, it is way smarter than if anything I would be thinking, truly. There's so many times I'm like, I have no idea why we should go this way, but we should. And really, we don't know enough of the story a lot of the time, right? So we should just trust how we're feeling because there's, okay. it's much easier to do it that way. So I think that we need to check in with our, our feelings. We need to act from our truth, not our trauma. Mm-hmm. We need to respond to what's going on around us, not react to it. So we want to have that seniority over our feelings and take that moment, take that pause and say like, okay, how do I want to really truly respond to the, this environment or this person or this situation from my authentic self? We we have that time. We t- we oftentimes don't think we have that time for, you know, to respond to people, and we really do. Right. If you said something to me, Amy, and I took one moment or two or right. ten, right, to respond to you, you're going to be like, okay, thanks, thanks right. for not being like, fuck you, <laughs> or right. something like that from a reaction versus me responding and coming up with something that's more in alignment. You know, it's funny uh, when I want to write something. So like, let's say I'm upset about something and I start writing something. I will let myself do all the like, fuck you, this hurt, da, da, da. I don't do this anymore because I don't feel it that way. But um, I remember I used to go through and be like, okay, so I don't really mean fuck you. What do I mean? Please stop hurting me. <laughs> you know, I'll rewrite it. Down to rewrite it. Yeah. It's like, I got that energy out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I'm like, okay, what did I really mean? Right. 
Well, <laughs> Mark and I have been trying to, when we have little arguments or debates or, you know, how we say things and we're trying to communicate, I feel like I, I need to do that more. Step back, breathe, think it through, and suppose it is reacting to what he said, and then then have my response ready. That is an alignment and that's helpful. Right. I really remember when I was going from the, my last relationship into my relationship with Fen, I said to her, I'm like, we need to be respectful. Like yeah. we need to not name call because name calling is not really the truth or your authenticity, right? It's confusing. You know, really what we're doing is we're reacting from our trauma right. and we want to be living from our truth. Right. So, and, yeah. And so the last thing I would say is just review all the four agreements, <laughs> you know, like don't assume, you know, what the situation is about. Say, just pretend that you don't know enough. I mean, cause you probably don't. Chances right. are basically a hundred percent. You don't know the, everything that's right. going on. <laughs> right. I think the two agreements that are most prevalent in this session are speaking your truth and don't make assumptions. Oh, being impeccable with your word is the... Sorry, it's not... Sorry, not speaking your truth. Being impeccable with your word. Yeah, impeccable with your word and not making assumptions and don't take things personally. What's the other one? Always do your best. Your best today might not be your best tomorrow, but always do your best and don't judge yourself. Always do your best. Yeah. Go read it. The Four Agreements. Yeah, for sure. No, not by way. No, I always do that. The Four Agreements. (laughs) Don Miguel Ruiz, I think. Okay, I ruined that one. It's all good. But <laughs> Dwayne Dyer is also wonderful, so check him out as well. Unfortunately, he passed, but he he left behind a lot of wonderful things. Amazing. Amy, thank you so much for being on the podcast. You are thank so you. awesome, and thank you for sharing your story about coming out of the marriage that you were in. Yes, I think that authenticity is probably one of the most key factors to happiness. And yeah. I think something really challenging, but something that has been so rewarding and helpful to me in my life. And I continue to work on it every day. So I'm glad we got to talk about it. I got a lot out of this. Yeah. And I will write down, I'll transcribe what Spirit said so we can put it below so people can read it as well. Because it was really pretty cool. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. Amy, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I am so grateful for you and for the listeners. If you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with your friends. We could all use a little bit of healing. Thank you. So grateful to be here. So with that, let's heal together. All content provided by Amy Stark and her guests on the Ophelia Podcast website or other platforms, including text, images, audio, or other formats, were created for informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of a physician or qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Amy Stark is not a doctor or a therapist. 